Good afternoon and welcome to the Word Encounter, episode 29. Uh, got a lot to cover, so let's get straight into it. In Numbers 22, uh, we see that there was a king. His name was Balak. And we jump down to verse 5. Since Balak, son of Zippor, was Moab's king at the time, he sent messengers to Balaam, to Balaam son of uh, Beor at Pithor. And uh, he said to him, in verse 6, please come and put a curse on these people for me because they are more powerful than I am. And so what uh, Balak had noticed was that the Israelites were encamped on the side of his territory and they were huge. Their numbers were huge. And he looked out there and he was afraid that they were going to overrun his territory. And so then he says, for I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. And so he's telling this to Balaam. I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. And so I need some help. <clears throat> In verse 7, the elders of Moab and Midian departed with fees for divination in hand. And so they were taking fees to Balaam to pay him so that he could come help, help Balak. They came to Balak and reported, they came to Balaam and reported ba Balak's words to him. Verse eight, he said to them, uh, spend the night here and I will give you an answer. Uh, the Lord tells me. And so Balaam is telling his, his boys, Balak's boys, okay, stay tonight. Let me think about this. I'll let you know tomorrow. In verse nine, then God came to Balaam that night and asked, who are these men with you? And so uh, Balaam explains that, that the men came uh, seeking uh, um, his help. And in verse 12, God says, you are not to go with them. You are not to curse this people for they are blessed. And so, so then Balaam goes back and he tells the officials this, you know, I, I, I can't do this. You know, in verse 14, the officials of Moab arose, returned to Balak and reported, Balaam refused to come with us. In verse 15, Balak sent uh, officials again who were more numerous and higher in rank than the others. And so Balak wouldn't take no for an answer. So he said, I'm going to send some guys that are higher in rank and more of them to convince Balaam to come help me. In verse 18, but Balaam responded to the servants of Balak. If Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go against the command of the Lord my God to do anything small or great. And so we see that uh, Balaam is calling the Lord, the Lord my God. And so I don't know if Balaam is a prophet of the Lord or or, or I don't I don't know what the relationship is, but obviously there's some kind of relationship there. And so but Balaam says, OK, but still stay tonight. And so in verse 20, God came to Balaam uh, at night and said to him, since these men have come to summon you, get up and go with them. But you must only do what I tell you. Uh, when he got up the next morning, Balaam saddled his donkey and went to the officials and went with the officials of Moab. And so um, the Lord didn't want him to go, but apparently Balaam came back to him and inquired again. So the Lord says, OK, OK, get up and go with them, but don't do anything that I don't tell you to do. In verse 22, but God was incensed that Balaam was going <clears throat> and the angel of the Lord took his stand on the path to oppose him. Now, why was God incensed when God said, okay, go? It seemed like God was communicating his desires uh, for what Balaam should do, but Balaam came at him again. And, and so I think this may have irritated the Lord. I don't know. I don't know, but he was incensed and he sent an angel and the angel of the Lord stood in the path to oppose him. Balaam was riding his donkey and his two servants were with him. In verse 23, when the donkey saw the, saw the angel of the Lord standing on the path with a drawn sword in his hand, uh, she stood or she turned off the path and went into the field. So Balaam hit her to return her to the path. 
Then the angel of the Lord stood in the narrow passage between the vineyards and the stone wall on either side. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord and pressed herself against the wall, squeezing Balaam's foot against it. So he hit her once again. And so we see the donkey is seeing some Balaam isn't seeing this. The donkey is seeing it and is veering off trying to get away from the Lord, uh, from the angel of the Lord. In verse 28, then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and she asked Balaam, what have I done to you that you have beaten me these three times? And so, you know, Balaam has, uh, keeps beating the donkey because the donkey keeps veering off course and doesn't know why. So the donkey starts talking. <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> and then down to verse 31, then the Lord opens Balaam's eyes. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. And so this is a reminder, you know, sometimes we're going through things and we don't see what's in the what's in the path. We don't, we're just going by what we see. And if we don't see anything, we keep proceeding. But here it says that the Lord opens Balaam's eyes, uh, um, indicating that or implying that prior to that, obviously his eyes were shut because he didn't see the angel. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the path with a drawn sword in his hand. Balaam knelt low and bowed in worship on his face. He finally saw what the donkey was seeing. And then he, he bowed and started to worship. In verse 34, Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the path to confront me. And so, well, let's go on. Verse 35, the angel, then the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but you are to say only what I tell you. And so Balaam went. And so Balaam comes to uh, Balak and uh, Balak goes out to meet him. In verse 37, Balak asked Balaam, did I not send you an urgent summons? Why didn't you come to me? Am I really not able to reward you? So, so Balak is thinking he didn't come because either he doesn't think I had the money to pay him or it's not enough, or he's trying to figure out why didn't you come the first time I sent you, you know? And so, um, in verse 38, uh, Balaam said to him, look, I have come to you, but I can't say anything I want. I must speak only the message God puts in my mouth. I can't tell you what you want to hear. I can only say what the Lord puts in my mouth to say. You need to understand this, Balak. You know, it's just this isn't my party. I can only say what I'm told to say. We jump down into chapter 23. <clears throat> so uh, Balaam says to Balak, stay here, put your burnt offering while I'm gone. Maybe the Lord will meet with me. I will tell you uh, whatever he reveals to me. So he went to a barren hill. And so... <clears throat> So Balak is demonstrating to Balaam his problem with these people. I need you to curse these people, you know, because or else they're going to kill me. They're going to overrun me. And so uh, Balaam says, okay, chill out. Let me go up on the hill. Let me consult with the Lord, and then I'll come back. Verse 5, then the Lord put a message in Balaam's mouth and said, return to Balak and say what I tell you. And so Balaam goes back to Balak, and then so Balak says, okay, well, what's the deal? And Balaam starts to tell him. And so verse seven, Balaam pro, uh, proclaimed this poem. And so he starts, you know, reading this poem or saying this poem. We drop down to verse eight. How can I curse someone God has not cursed? How can I denounce someone the Lord has not denounced? Down to verse 10. Who has counted the dust of Jacob or numbered even one fourth of Israel? Let me die the death uh, of the upright. Let me end my life and be like theirs, or let the end of my life be like theirs. And so what's happening, Balaam is saying, it's blessing these people. May the end of my life be like theirs. 
You know, so he's seeing things. He's like, I can't curse these people. You know, what are you talking about? Their numbers are going to continue to grow. They're huge and whatnot. And so in verse 11, uh, what have you done to me? Balak asked Balaam. You, uh, I brought you to curse my enemies, but look, you have only blessed them. In verse 12, he answered, shouldn't I say exactly what the Lord puts in my mouth? And so he's telling me, I told you, I can only tell you what the Lord tells me to say, but you're, you, you won't listen. You're hard-headed. You didn't listen. And then uh, in verse 16, the Lord met with Balaam and put a message in his mouth. And he said, return to Balak and, and, and say what I tell you. And so because uh, uh, Balak asked him again, you know, well, give me another one. You know, go back to the Lord and give me another prophecy. Give me something else. And so Balaam goes back and the Lord says, okay, I put something else in your mouth. Drop down to verse 21. You know, he comes, uh, Balaam comes back to Balak and he says he starts, you know, uh, proclaiming another poem. And part of this poem in verse 21, he considers no disaster for Jacob. He sees no trouble for Israel. The Lord, your, the Lord their God is with them, and there is rejoicing over the king among them. Verse 22, God brought them out of Egypt. He is like uh, the horns of a wild ox for them. And so he said, hey, you know, there's no disaster for Jacob. And God is like a wild bull for them. He protects them. He doesn't, and so... We drop down to verse 25, then Balaam told Balaam, don't curse them and don't bless them. In other words, don't do anything. If you can't, if you can't curse them, then don't bless them. You know, I, I, I just can't take this. And in verse 26, but Balaam answered him, didn't I tell you whatever the Lord says I must do? You know, and so, and so then he asked for a third time. Now, why does Balaam keep doing this? He's at, now he's asking for a third time. And then, uh, but this time, Balaam didn't even go consult the Lord. It says in verse 1, chapter 24, since Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go to seek omens as on previous occasions, but turned towards the wilderness. He turned towards the wilderness, looked over the Israelites down in the valley, looked over the, um, the wilderness, and he started, excuse me, to bless them again. You know, and then at the end of his poem, he says, those who bless you, talking to uh, Israel, talking about Israel, those who bless you will be blessed, and those who curse you will be cursed. Now, we need to keep that in mind, because that persists through this day. Those who bless you, Israel, will be blessed. Those who curse you, Israel, will be cursed. This is the Lord making a declaration over the nation. In verse 10, then Balaam became furious with Balaam, struck his hands together and said to him, I summoned you to put a curse on my enemies, but instead you have blessed them these three times. And so then uh, Balaam is, is about to leave him, is about to leave Balak and go back to his hometown. And he says in verse 14, uh, now I'm going back to my people, but first let me warn you what these people will do to your people in the future. And so in verse 17, he says, a star will come from Jacob. And a scepter will arise from Israel. He will smash the forehead of Moab. Of Moab. And so we see that, you know, he's, he's given a prophecy over Moab. What's going to happen? He's telling Balak, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and so when you go or attempt to go to war against that which God is blessing, then you are going to lose. It's just a matter of how and when. And the sooner you can realize that and get on the right side of God, 
then the sooner it is that you are not going to be experiencing the consequences of going against God. That's my take on what's happening in these chapters. But as we go on to chapter 25, we see that Israel still, they don't, they just don't learn at times, you know, or seems like ever. Verse one, while Israel was staying in the uh, Acacia Grove, the people began to prostitute themselves with the women of Moab. And so they've obviously had victory in this territory. And but the people start to turn. They start to prostitute themselves. In verse three, so Israel aligned um, itself with Baal of Beor, of Peor, excuse me, and the Lord's anger burned against Israel. And so Baal is a god. And so um, the Lord said to Moses, <clears throat> or I should say Baal is an idol. The Lord said to Moses, take all the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord so that his burning anger may turn against, so his burning anger may turn away from Israel. So Moses told the Israel, so Moses told Israel's judges, kill each man, kill each of the men who align themselves with Baal of Peor. Uh, and, and so he's telling them, the judges, okay, go execute them like the Lord has said. In verse 6, an Israelite man came bringing a Midianite woman uh, to his relatives in the sight of Moses and the whole Israelite community while they were weeping at the entrance of the tent of meeting. In verse 7, when Phinehas, son of Eleazar, son of uh, Aaron the priest, this is Aaron's grandson, saw that <clears throat> saw this, he got up from the assembly, took a spear uh, in his hand, followed the Israelite man into the tent and drove it through both the Israelite man and the woman. Obviously, they were having sex, so he broke, he drove the spear through both of them, um, uh, through the woman, through her belly. Um, then the plague on the Israel, then the, then the plague on the Israelites was stopped. But those who died in the plague numbered 24,000. So obviously the Lord had sent a plague and, and Phineas's zealousness for the Lord stopped the plague. Uh, verse 10, the Lord spoke to Moses, Phineas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest has turned back my wrath from the Israelites because he was zealous among them with my zeal so that I did not destroy the Israelites in my zeal. Therefore declare, I will grant him my covenant of peace. It will be a covenant of perpetual priesthood for him and his future descendants because he was zealous for his God. Wow. And so when you are zealous for the Lord, the Lord becomes zealous for you. To me, that is the moral of the story. And so with that, we will pick up in uh, chapter 26 tomorrow. Bye-bye.